0: The Curious Lawyer, asking the legal questions you want to know the answers to. In today's episode, we talk with Carla Richardson from Wise Finance of Miranda and ask, I'm buying a house, what do I need to know? Ellison Legal has limited liability under a scheme approved by the Professional Standards Legislation. This podcast provides you with general information only. It is not intended to provide you with legal advice, nor should it be taken as legal advice. Please contact your legal practitioner for legal advice that is tailored to your specific circumstances. Welcome, Carla. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, uh, thank you, Nicole. I'm, I'm looking forward
1: to um, this podcast. It will be very interesting
0: Yeah, it will be. And it's going to be an interesting topic, I think, for quite a lot of people because it is a, a common thing, I suppose, for people to want to go out and buy either their first home or another new home or even an investment property. So there are a lot of aspects about it that people might find quite intriguing, things that they might not know about. So what is it that you can tell us more of a skeletal structure about it? Um, Sure, sure. And you
1: know, you're quite right. It's not every day that somebody purchases a a property. So it can be quite a a daunting process to to actually purchase the property when there's so much involved. And finance is just one part of it, as you know. Uh, Before we start, I just need to give my disclaimer um, to cover all all the legal um, and compliance issues. Um, so I'll we'll just start off with very quickly. So my name is Carla Richardson from Wise Finance. My credit representative number is 491799 and is authorised under Australian Credit Licence Number 389328. This podcast provides general information only and has been prepared without taking into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. We recommend that you consider whether it is appropriate for your circumstances and your full financial situation will need to be reviewed prior to the acceptance of any offer or product. It does not constitute legal, tax or financial advice and you should always seek professional advice in relation to your individual circumstances. All loan applications are subject to lender's terms and conditions and eligibility criteria. Lender fees and charges may apply.
0: Right, well that was a
1: bit of a mouthful, so I guess we can get started now. (laughs)
0: Of course, we always have to put those disclaimers in. It's absolutely right. So, So everything is worked out on its own merits and everything specifically and individually. So absolutely. It's mainly
1: about planning. Um, I guess with most um, big transactions in your life, it's all about um, that planning process. And the more you plan, um, the more successful you will be. So you know, there's, there's a, I'll, I'll just summarise some of the areas that you really need to plan on and we can go into a little bit more detail after. So you really need to look at what your, know what your income and what, know what your savings are um, and really need to know what your expenses are as well. So those expenses will include your general living expenses, Um, That'll also include any credit cards that you may have or any personal loans that you have or any other expenses uh, that you need to take into consideration. So obviously you need to be earning more than you're spending to be able to afford to make a loan repayment. And that's what um, lenders are really looking for, that you have that ability to make repayments on a loan. There's a fair bit of planning involved in that. And then once, you know, you know all those things, then we've got to start looking at, at other items as well. And one of those is your credit report. And I'll touch on, on that a little bit more later. And then you need to sort of determine what sort of product you're looking for, what kind of home loan, because there's so many different types of home loans, um, whether there's any particular lender that you're really interested in. And then once you we determine that, that you can afford the loan, a bit of an idea on what product you want, then we can go ahead with the actual starting, the actual process of applying for a loan. So, and that's a, another process in itself. So that's a bit of, that's a, a I guess, an overview of the whole
0: um, situation. So yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a lot involved, and um, I, I can understand why it gets so daunting for some people. I think there's a common question that people might have, um, because in the back of their mind, it might it might be niggling at them. Uh, what if I don't get this home loan or the one that I'm after? I mean, are there different options depending on, say, um, self-employed people or low-income earners? Are there different aspects of different home loans people can look at?
1: Um, I think what, what we're looking at there is a lot of, most lenders will have their own what they call credit policy. So they'll have their criteria that they have for someone that's say PAYG, so you're, you're employed by someone and you earn, um, receive a weekly or fortnightly or monthly um, salary and uh, most lenders are fairly similar on their policy for that, but they all have the little, um, I guess, what core niches on areas that they'll, they'll cover. So if you were um, a PAYG employee and you worked casually or you're on contract, a lot of lenders have different policy on how long you need to have worked in that um, same job with your casual employment or with contract employment. But most lenders are fairly similar across the board on their policy for that. Now for if you're self-employed, um, there are some lenders that are a lot stricter than others on um, the amount of income that they'll um, take up your self-employed income, how long you've been in business for. Um, generally if you've been in business for at least two years, you have a much, it's much easier to obtain finance. Under that, there's, um, it's more limited on lenders and sometimes can cost you more in interest rates, so, which doesn't seem really fair because um, everyone that's self-employed is working really, really hard. But um, until you get that business Established and up and running, it's it can be a little bit more expensive to obtain finance as well. So
0: I suppose that's the bank's trade off for the higher risk they're taking.
1: That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, but a lot of people don't realise that when they and when they've started a, a business and their business could be going really really well from um, very early stages in their business, but they haven't got that track record yet. So the banks are looking for that track record um, to minimise their their risk. Exactly.
0: And how about today's climate? I mean, we went through another almost, well, a recession, really. We had the, the, the inquiry last year, late last year, I think it was, and now going through coronavirus, our economy is just really uh, being shot at the moment. So how, what's the impact on that?
1: Um, well, I guess you, you touched on the, inquiry, the Royal Commission into Banking um, and that had an impact on the credit policies um, and tightening up of credit policies of a lot of the lenders. So that made um, credit more difficult than it was prior to that Royal Commission. And um, the Royal Commission was, you know, it was it was, it was was needed to occur. Um, but what the, you know, with the like, most things, some things that a few have done wrong and the bulk of people then... Um, pay the price with changing in those credit policies so they, they really tightened up a lot and then we also had that all commission but we also had um, a state election and a federal election and during those times the market tends to slow down because people don't want to make any financial commitments so um, you had those two things happening at once then we had the bushfires happening um, as well and obviously then we had COVID come in and that has had a significant impact on the credit credit policy for a lot of lenders actually so because it was people losing jobs they've really tightened up in the area of employment and in the past you know for an example if you were working casually and you'd gone from one casual job to another um as long as you were in the same industry um most employers would accept that income that you have. But now that has really, really changed because of it's harder to obtain a job now in a lot of industries. So most lenders have actually extended that out to a six-month period. So you have to have been working with that same employer for six months on a casual basis. Oh,
0: six months now. That's
1: interesting. Yeah, so, you know, and that's just an example of some of the things where they've timed up. So all lenders have their own calculators that they use to determine whether or not you can afford a loan. And they'll add a lot of buffers in there. So um, if you've got a loan with another institution, they'll add a certain percentage onto the repayments and they'll add in living expenses at a minimum. You've probably heard of HEM, um, which is the minimum living expenses that you can afford to live. But A lot of lenders actually um, treat that a bit differently and have different levels of minimum um, living expenses and a lot of it's actually based on your income. So the more you earn, obviously generally the more you spend with your living expenses. So the living expenses for someone that's earning, um, say, $80,000 a year can be quite different to a family that's on, say, $180,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah. So they find all those things up. So it's quite difficult. Whilst interest rates are really cheap at the moment it is actually um, harder to obtain finance. More difficult.
0: And um, are are we finding that there's more of a requirement for guarantors, say mum and dad? I'd have to say at the moment
1: there's a part of the market that is quite active is first home buyers. I guess that's a whole um, different category again. But because the market has slowed down, it gives them the opportunity to get into the market at the moment. Um, as long as they're working and so forth. I'm not sure whether there's more um, guarantor support because it's always been difficult for first-time buyers to purchase now without um, sometimes the support from parents. But I think it's more that there's more first-time buyers coming in. So the percentage is probably not that much different on the percentage of first-time buyers taking a guarantor.
0: One thing that I... um am curious about myself because on my end, of course, I'm dealing on the legal side of things and um, either before a, a lender has given an over-mortgage documentation to look at and even after once the documentation's signed and we're going through settlement. But the one thing that I've noticed is the need for uh, longer and longer cooling off periods. So, I know that that is now almost a given year you're, you're going to be asked to extend the cooling off period or if I'm acting say for the purchaser more often than not I'm going to be asking for an, for an extension to the cooling off period but what other things would have slowed down like even just the application process just getting the pre-approval what other things have slowed down
1: well, I guess, depending on, I guess with, with COVID at the moment, there's restrictions and other things as well. So if you want to get a loan approved, one of the things you need to generally obtain is a valuation on the property. So in a lot of instances, valuation will require a valuer to actually physically inspect the property to do that. So if it's in an area where there's a lockdown, um, obviously that's um, not always possible. So lenders are then looking at different options on how they value a property. But if it's a a loan um, ratio that's quite high, say you're borrowing 95% of the purchase price, then a full inspection is generally needed by the lenders. So that can obviously slow things down because obtaining that valuation is not that straightforward but mainly uh, what we're finding now is that a lot of the delays particularly with some of the major banks is that um, a couple of them are offering some cash incentives and some very very good rates so a lot of people are applying with them and they're just not handling the volumes too well and one of the reasons for that is uh, some of the lenders the major lenders were using uh, admin and credit staff from overseas and those overseas countries have been impacted so they've had to bring that back on shore, and don't have the resources to handle the volume is probably one of the main reasons with the the delays. So I know I've looked at a, um, two of the major banks this morning to look at for a client looking at where we can send a, a um, application for a quick approval, um, and we were looking. Uh, uh, two weeks was the minimum. So, you know, wow. that's, that's your, and, that, and that's just two lenders I looked at this morning. Um, and I know there's another one that's actually a little bit longer than that.
0: Pretty incredible, yeah, in two weeks. Yeah, and that, that's just yeah. to get the pre-approval. Well, a lot of them
1: have actually stopped pre-approvals because of they've got the backlog. So they'll only accept an application and they'll prioritise a, an application that is where you've um, made an offer on a property or you've signed a contract. So some of the lenders have actually stopped. Pre-approvals because it's-
0: so if they're not, if they're not sorry, if they're not doing pre-approvals, yeah. are they? Is the is the expectation now go find a property and then we'll let you know what your borrowing capacity is? No, I wouldn't recommend that. I would recommend that you no. <laughs> I know because no, that's a little bit dangerous I think. It's very dangerous um, and I would recommend
1: that you speak to a broker or if you want to deal directly with your bank do that and find out what their criteria is and, and you know that's probably one of the most important things before you even start looking at a property you need to know what you can afford to borrow and to do that you need to speak to either your bank or to a mortgage broker because we have access to all their calculators um, and we can work all of that information out. So we can get it to a certain stage where we're confident um, that you can apply and you should be successful that for that application, but then it gets sent to the lender. So I don't submit anything to a lender unless I think that that loan is going to be approved. You need to speak to an expert in that area before you okay. even make any offers.
0: So let's talk about auctions. Yep. So when someone wants to go and purchase a, a property, they find out this is going to be sold at auction. They attend the auction. Mm-hmm. Some people may be aware, and some people may not be aware. But at an auction, anything purchased on that day, either as a bidder or post auction, but as long as it's the same day, will mm-hmm. not have a calling off period. So, what advice would you have for people who, obviously, they wouldn't have had any approval because you can't until. Until you know what you're buying, we what, have, what advice have we got for people like that? Yeah, well, then
1: there are still some lenders offering that pre-approval, so it would really be that you'd be limited to those lenders. So, and you'd want a um, a pre-approval that is a as close to an approval as you can get. So, some lenders will offer a pre-approval and do minimal checking prior to that pre-approval given so it's highly conditional so whilst you've got a pre-approval it's conditional on the the property that you're buying and that you're still employed when you actually um, attend auction and and sign and so forth so they still whilst they're a pre-approval they are still conditioned as well with conditions that they have to be satisfied so then it's the lenders that you can go to and approach for that pre-approval at the moment.
0: So Carla what about people who have previously made applications they've had their credit checked before Mm -hmm. does that affect them in any future applications
1: if if you've just had a couple um, of inquiries on your credit report then it shouldn't have too much of an impact on your um, credit file and your credit score but if you have multiple inquiries that can actually have a a negative impact so if you've gone and um, you know shopped around at probably half a dozen lenders, in a short period of time. And that what that will do is that will have a, a negative impact on your overall credit score itself. And what's happened now is we have um, the credit reporting system has changed over the last few years. So there's something called comprehensive credit scoring, credit reporting, and that came into effect into legislation on the 1st of July in 2018. And In 2019, what happened was all the major banks had to start recording any repayment or full repayment history for any credit card, personal loan or home loan or an overdraft that you had in an individual name. So on your credit report, if you ordered a copy of it, you would actually see two years worth of repayments history so if you'd missed any repayments uh, greater than two weeks in that two year period it will reflect on your credit score Um, it shows on your credit report and can impact your actual credit score itself so that's something that a lot of people um, are not realizing and Whilst the majors, it was compulsory for them to apply with this legislation, a lot of the smaller lenders, the second tier lenders and some of the smaller lenders are now starting this comprehensive credit reporting as well. So what that means is when a lender checks your credit file, they see that history of all your repayments. So, And what will happen is eventually they won't need to see all of your loan statements which at the moment, if you've got another um, loan with another institution, when you apply for a loan, you need to um, generally provide a statement showing the history of that loan just to show your credit worthiness, whereas all that is now becoming electronic in your credit file, which is, I have seen instances where that has um, caught a few people out, where they might have just missed one or two repayments on a small credit card, and that can impact your whole loan application which is...
0: Oh, so it's not just um, missed payments on a loan, but missed payments on a credit card as well.
1: Any credit facility. So a credit card is considered a, is like a loan because you can pull that up to that full amount. And you have actually have credit scores as well. So your credit scale score can go anywhere up to um, 1,200. Is, is about the highest that you can get on your credit score, which is a really excellent credit score. And then if you go down to anything you know, around the 500 to 600, then that becomes fair and anything below that. If you had a credit score or anything under that, um, you would find it very difficult to obtain finance um, anywhere. So, so the credit score is something that is really starting to be looked at by many lenders now. They also have their own bank scoring systems as well where they'll use this score and plus their own policy to determine a score whether or not your loan will be approved. So more and more lenders are, are taking that approach now and um, there's only a very few number of lenders that do not credit score
0: your application. There's so much to consider for potential purchases. Yes, there it's is. It's just is. a minefield incredible. It is. It is. Well,
1: and you can just further on the credit score, people, you can actually obtain a free copy of your credit score and I actually recommend to clients now to know what their credit score is. And um, there's three companies that prepare credit reports. They are Equifax, Experian, and Illion, and they're three major companies. So you you may have a really good score with one of those companies, but may not have such a good score with the other one. And, and different lenders use different. Credit storing companies to obtain that data as well, so not that straightforward. When you, so that, you know, and that's why it's really important to before you actually go and make an offer and on a property that you've covered off all these bases well and truly beforehand.
0: Oh, I definitely agree with that because I, if I tell you that I get a number of contracts where um, people have made offers and they've signed contracts um and and i feel so terrible when they're at auction but the ones that at least have cooling off period where clients have not obtained pre-approval or they're still making the application, that's when they find the difficulties because uh, there's a lot of potential purchases. They feel that it's going to happen quickly and they'll get approval straight away, no problem. But with what's been happening in the events of late, it's just, it's taking quite a long time. And and I've I've seen a number of contracts not go through because of that reason
1: i'm not surprised actually because it is the major lenders in particular with the um some of the the delays in getting a loan approved and 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 it's i'm not saying it's all the majors and and it depends on what products they're offering and what's happening and particularly with covid slow them down but there are lenders out there that you can get approval in you know i had one last week where we got one approved um from go to woe within two days so you know that they're still offering competitive rates but you it is really really important that you do that preparation beforehand so whilst we might be able to get something approved in a couple of days there's a lot of work that goes in up front for that to be possible so it's all in that point especially you know if you're painting your house you need to prep the walls and everything like that if you want to get a home loan you need to prep your finances before you actually apply and you have a much better chance of of have success
0: Well, look, I think with all the different loans that... Uh, someone might be able to look at the pros and cons of each one. I suppose there's going to be different interest rates depending upon what other perks are available. But I think that would be even another topic within itself, um, talking about the difference between fixed versus variable interest rates and um, splitting up loans. Even the borrowing capacity uh, where lender's mortgage insurance will apply. I think we might leave those topics for another day. But um, is there anything else that you think that might be important in terms of kick-starting the process or just the process in general?
1: Um, I think that to get started really is just looking at um, what you earn and what you spend. And there's a lot of tools available for tracking your expenses and so forth. I've got a blog on my website about um, are you credit fit? Because, you know, if you're going to go and run a marathon, you need to prepare for that. So, And you don't run a marathon all the time. So it's something that you train for. So when you're going to get a well, purchase a property and you need to obtain a home loan, you really need to, I guess, train sort of for that train your finances for that as well so you need to be able to demonstrate to the lender that you can afford to make those repayments and to demonstrate that you need to show that you have you can save um, so you can have a surplus income that you're saving and not spending and to make sure that your living expenses aren't you know too far out there that you're you're just blowing money on things that you don't
0: really All the supporting evidence that they need
1: it is they're looking for you know three to six months evidence of that and, and you know most people like you will you'll spend what you earn so the more you earn the more you want to enjoy life and you'll go out and you spend that money but what you need to do is you just need to rein that in just prior to purchasing a property so that you can demonstrate to the lenders that um, you can do that. Because when you take out a mortgage, you might be paying six or $700 a week in rent now. But when you take out that mortgage, that be- could-, could become you know $800 to $1,000 a week that you'll be having to put aside to pay your mortgage. So whilst you could be earning a fantastic wage, if you're not saving, then a lender may not approve that loan for you.
0: A lot of factors to consider. What are your take-home messages for potential purchasers listening to this podcast?
1: Okay. Speak to a either your bank or a mortgage broker and get a bit of an idea on what you could potentially borrow based on your income. And then you can get that mortgage broker to have a look at your existing expenses and what your what you're paying, you know, you might have a couple of credit cards that you don't really need, you're not even using and where you may need to cut back on some of your expenditure. You might be ready straight away. It might be that you might need to go away for three months and uh, make those adjustments and then come back then and then you can look at um, applying for finance and looking at applying for a pre-approval and start looking for a project. My key point is, is your planning upfront um, so one you get your finances in order your savings in order um, your budget in order and then to to know your credit file as well is very very important
0: so interesting well thanks very much for that Carla I've learned quite a lot from you today um, getting away from the legal side and going more into the uh, mortgage broking side and the application seems clear to me that uh, what's key for potential purchases is. Uh, planning and preparation. Um, They need to find out exactly what their earning capacity is and what their spending does look like. And to be able to provide that as evidence, once they've got a clear idea of that, it seems to me that that's when would be the appropriate time to go seek Uh, some support from their lender but I think also important to know is the process involved and how long things take so to really set expectations make it a bit more realistic it seems so
1: and I think the the delays at the moment are, are not normal Delays. So it hasn't always been that it takes that long to get a loan approved. So you know, really, you'd be looking probably a maximum of a week in the past with most lenders. So then when they're blowing out to two to three weeks, that is unusual. So yeah, uh, it is the unusual times that we're in at the moment.
0: So Carla, thanks very much for all that information. Could you please give us some website information where people can find? calculators, bits and pieces that we spoke about today, and also where they can find information about you and your blog.
1: As a general start, um, you can find a lot of calculators on incentives that the government's offering, particularly for first-time buyers. So that would be under the New South Wales government website, which can be a little bit daunting to find that as well. A lot of uh, mortgage brokers will have calculators and links to a lot of those places, And if you wanted to look at my website for WISE Finance, I've actually got on there quite a a number of um, different calculators and there's specific ones for stamp duty calculations, for government grants, also for loan repayments, um, if you wanted a split loan, what your repayments would be on each portion of the loan and so forth. And the details of my website are www.wyze.com. Finance.com.au and on my website, other than the calculators, I have a blog section there which I've covered off lots of different topics um, that are relevant to the current environment, relevant to first-home buyers, relevant to investors, um, or any type of lending really that you're looking for. So yeah, jump onto my website and have a bit of a look. Of course, if you wanted to chat or um, ask any questions and just give me a call. But um, thank you Perfect. very much, Nicole, for inviting you along to your podcast it's
0: very exciting i will return the thanks it's been very very fantastic to have you as our first guest on this show so thank you so much for that thank you if you have a question you would like answered please ask in the comment box below i'm nicola garby from ellison legal for more information click the link in the show notes